Hey, so I'm here. Welcome to another episode of Sleep With Me. Uh, I don't know where I'm like, but I'm here with my neighbor, Ray. So, listen, like, if you if you've, you haven't listened to a lot of episodes, I have this neighbor, Ray Perkins, who is an older adult. I don't know, again, Ray's age. I would guess, uh, like, he's in here, so he can't really guess someone's age. It's uncomfortable. Somewhere between 55 and... A hundred, I don't know. I don't think he's a hundred. Ray, are you a hundred? No, he's shaking his head. Uh, but to say Ray is an optimist, to say Ray is charming, those would be true. Ray is the most, uh, I like to call him the most well-adjusted person I know. But that wouldn't be saying much, but probably maybe even for the most part. I mean, Ray, you know, Ray's a human, so you got, you know, Ray's got some things going, but... uh Really nice, friendly guy. And one of the things when Ray comes on the show, for the most part, is because Ray loves theme parks, uh, particularly Disney parks like Disney World and Disneyland. But I think tonight, ideally, I never know. You know, I can't control Ray because he's my neighbor. But we'll talk about a different, another theme park tonight, uh, hopefully. Right, Ray? So, like, uh, without further ado, I'm going to turn things over to my neighbor, Ray. Oh, hello, 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 everybody. This is your neighbor, Ray, your friend, Ray. And it is so good to be back here in your ears, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary. I'm your friend, Ray. I'm Ray Perkins, by the way. Pleasure to meet you if you're new here. I don't know how many new people are here. Now, Scooter is, uh, I, I like to call him Little Andy. Sometimes I call him the pod boy, our little pod boy, little Andy. Uh, but I've been his neighbor now for for, for quite some time, and uh, I have a great affinity for this young man. And then he became the pod boy when he started this podcast. Of course, he didn't tell me about it right away. But, you know, I have a keen eye for these things. So I say, because he was always, and ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends beyond the binary, you should pat yourselves on the back because you really have affected this young man. I mean, because he used to come home, you know, in various states of di- disarray, we'll say in a pol- polite way, with disarray. It's, uh, my name is Ray. But what, even when he wasn't in disarray, he was a little bit of a, a little bit of a grouch would be an understatement. And he would like to, he would pretend that one of his best moves he has a lot of moves to avoid talking to people like me. He, he, he the fake phone call, like uh, he'll see me and then he'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, anyway. And then he would try to turn away and just give me a wave. But many times, you know, I knew he was not on the phone. He'll do the, uh, he'll see me out of the corner of his eye, then do a stop pocket check. I forgot something somewhere. That's another move he uses to avoid talking, uh, acting like he's interested in something either on his phone or where he's out of my eye line. So he'll pretend like he's looking at a bird and just walk right by me. And I know it's, you know, it's just the pod boy. I, I wish he would love the world as I see the world with love. And your friend raised no Pollyanna. I know the world's not a, it's a, it's, a, it's a place with rough and sharp edges, but I like to view it uh, with an excitement and a palpable. But but I got to tell you, speaking of excitement, oh, oh, my friends! By the way, it's so good to be back in your ears. Thank you for having me in your ears. 
This is your friend Ray, and it is good to see, good to be talking with you again. I'm just so happy to be back here. But speaking of delightful, was this summer that I spent with this young man, Pot Boy, and his family. That he said leave him, leave them out of it as much as I can with the talking. Uh, but this summer we went down to Orlando, Florida, and we spent some time down there. And I talked about it a few months ago, about all the hotels, because one thing the pot boy loves to do is save money. And he loves to figure out the deals. So we talked about that a few episodes ago, how we had to change hotels almost every night to save money. But also the poor pot boy, he thought that would be exciting. And it was, there was some, some fun things about it, but it was... Uh, I think he even realized the time you want a hotel room when you're on vacation. I mean, think about it. Any vacation, whether you're with a family and you want you have a young one or whether you're with a, like a romantic partner or whether you're even flying alone, you're really the nicest time to have a hotel room is when you're supposed to be not in there between 11 and 5 p.m., especially in Orlando in the summer, because you could take a nap, you could get cool, you could, you know, if you, if you could make some sweet, not with the pad boy, but, but, you know, you could make some sweet nothing, if you know what I'm saying. You know, you could take a shower, before, you know, or you could combine, don't combine a nap in the shower, but you, the other, you know, all nice things you could do. And anyway, I, I, but so the pad boy and I, he said that the listeners are really looking forward to hearing about Harry Potter land. And he said, Ray, you got to, and I said, but we went to the water parks. Shouldn't we talk about the water parks? And he said, no, skip the water parks. And next time we'll record, we'll talk about the water parks. I think he also likes how I say water park. So he said, Ray, mention the water parks, but don't. So I think this was a cheap one for him to get me to say water park. Well, oh, so we had this time. So let me think about how did we get to the Harry Potter land. And let me set the stage for all of that. I remember we took an Uber because we were, of course, uh, spoiler alert, we were changing hotels. And now this is when you when you're working with the pot boy that you have an adventure, like the adventure is good because we were staying at a hotel near the Universal where the, where the Harry Potter land is. And this would be a pro-am tip for all you that I learned from Scooter. So Scooter, so the, the Universal, they have their own hotels. And now they have more than a few hotels. But the, the, the three, there's three of the hotels that cost a little bit more money. And what Scooter did was he found out that if you stay at those three, one of those three hotels, you get uh, to go to the front of the line the day of check-in and the day of check-out. But Scooter also said these hotels, they obviously cost more money. So Scooter ran all these sort of friggin' crazed searches trying to find the one day in two weeks that was the cheapest rate in one of those three hotels. Uh, then he figured out if you get some sort of pass, you get another 30% off of the room. So he got a room for one night at this this nice hotel, but at this lowest rate he could possibly find. It was still, uh, you know, Scooter doesn't like to pay over $150 for a hotel room. 
and that's out the door. And let me tell you, if you run a hotel, don't don't ask Scooter about paying paying for parking or a resort fee because he, you know, you could consider the reservation canceled. So I think this was right around that that he he had found a way to get it down around that price, and then he was already worried like about the resort fee and the parking. You know, because it is a bit like buying a car. You say, well, how much is the room? And then they say, well, we got to, it's 150 plus the taxes. And Scooter said, no, 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 it's either 150 or get hit the road. But he had already dealt with all these things before. So we had staying at this hotel. But Scooter, you know, he gets he gets uh, intense. And then the, we, we had gone over there. And I'm not, I'm wondering if the I don't think the hotel room was ready. It was not because Scooter had work to do. So we went over the hotel. We checked into the hotel. We got it a passes so we could go to the front of the line. And we were with his little one and her mother. And we we all got our passes. And then we uh, took a I believe we took a boat. Uh, Scooter's not in the room. But they have a little water. Oh, yes, because Scooter talked about this on the show. So they have a little water taxi that goes from the hotel to the Universal Park. Now, it doesn't actually go to the park. It goes to, like, where they have the club, like the restaurants and the nightclubs and those things. But it goes close there. And and, uh, and that was the first. And, and this is good for me because it, it starts to get me in the theme park zone. Now I'm not walking or taking an Uber, a bus, or a car. I'm in, I'm in a I'm in a little boat, so I can say, oh, boy, Ray, here we are. We're shipping off to another world. Uh, but so we, we we got in the water taxi, and one observation that was made was that the water was a strange color blue. And now Scooter refused to ask the boat captain, is it because the water is the water colored this strange color, blue-green, I would say, or is it... Uh, is it uh, the 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 bottom of the water? You know, because it's a man-made. Uh, these were canal-like things. But oh boy, we were having a time on this uh, this this boat ride. And you go down a little canal, and you pass a couple. Of, I think you pass one other hotel, and then you pull in, and and it was I, I believe it was like a, in the morning, like ten eleven in the morning. We will say. And then we went into the park, and it was already pretty busy at this Universal Park. It was very, uh, very busy. Uh, what can I tell you? And then Scooter, he also has an application that he would pay for that tells you what rides to go on in what order and uh, what, what the wait times are. But when you're with a little one, she says, she's not a little one, by the way. She's a young lady. She's nine, nine years old. But when they say, oh, there's the grill ride, can we go on the grill ride? They say, well, it's a, that, that's not what you do. When you go in, you don't go on the first ride. But then any child said, well, I'm here at the park to go on a ride. And it was very hot, as I said, it was very hot. So then we went into the grill ride, and you're supposed to go to the front of the line, but this is very busy. So this was a bit of a buzzkill. Even, even Ray, I'll admit it, like we got into this line and it's heat and it's waiting and we're saying, what are we waiting for if we have these passes here? And then you feel guilty because the line was, I think the regular line was 120 minutes, two, two hours to wait in this line uh, to go see Gru. And and, uh, and it was one of those, uh, what are those called, uh, 
it was a theater where you watch a 3D movie in chairs that kind of move, but they they just they don't move. Uh, they have motion. They don't not they do not move. And you know the lovely Steve. This was the Despicable Me ride, and you have the lovely Steve Carell. I believe he plays Gru. And there was it was good theming on the inside and lots of funny jokes. And then we, you know, the minions are very cute. Kevin is my favorite minion in case you're keeping score. And Kevin, I think, is the most, uh, Kevin may be the only named minion, or at least the one, only one I know about. But so we waited and then we went on that ride and uh, it was exciting ride. Very good. Uh, I think uh, I just remember going through a factory or something. But then what was a little bonus afterwards, you know, all these rides, they go into the gift shop, just like a Banksy exit through the gift shop, they say. That was the Banksy movie. But we we exited before we got to the gift shop in the exit mini chamber, middle chamber. Uh, there was a dance party with uh, with minions. And then even Scooter was was ready to dance with the minions. And then unfortunately, when we got there, it was time for the break. But we, you know, it was fun to see minions dancing. Uh, so we did that. And it looks from the outside, it looks like Gru's house, which was cool. Now, after this, I get a little mixed up. Like, I believe what we have, like uh, this, the other big rides. Now, we, we are there with a nine-year-old, remember? So this was when things got difficult because there was a there's a, a Transformers ride, and I think that is probably the next ride we went on. Uh, we may have. I'm trying to think. Ray, what did we go on next? It was either I believe it was a Transformers ride. Now with Transformers, they're a little bit bigger and louder, and even for a nine year old, they're a little intimidating. And so we went on that ride. And that line was not very bad, and that ride is uh, was one of these kind of rides that I think Universal specializes in, which you kind of learn, which is you're in a car, and the car is moving, but there's also three-dimensional uh, movie screens that your car and physical sets that your car moves in between. So kind of like a hybrid between a uh, roller coaster ride and a just a three dimensional movie, and this was very well done. It was it was, uh, but it was a little intimidating for the young one. Not te- not not anything you know, but she said, "Oh, well, I don't know about that ride." And let's see, but I think Bumblebee was in the ride, Optimus Prime, uh, Star Scream, Star Screecher. Mega, mega, mega brain. There was some sort of thing that sucked stuff. I think that was called scavenger, scounger, some such thing. And your job is to rescue the blue spark. And as far as getting now, Ray, I, I even like to judge these cues. You know, I like to get into the zone. And this one, the universal cues, the waiting in line, that's what it's called. Uh, they're just all right. Now, Disney, I think the Disney people have gotten, I'm sure it's internal debate about what you're going to spend your money on. But they still have an upper hand there. But I don't think Disney has very many, or if any of these rides like this. Universal may have too many, in my opinion, but they, they, they're, they're quite exciting. 
but that one, you, you, it tried to get you in the zone. There was buttons you could push. They didn't do anything. And then there was TVs with cameras because you're waiting. And I think the yeah, bad Transformers had t- taken over New York City. But the, the ride itself was very, very good, very good, uh, very loud. This is a loud place, this Universal. Also, at some point, this is when Scooter would go off the rails with the soda because he bought one of the unlimited soda cups at some point not long after this. And then he would never be the same. But so we went on the Transformers ride. Now, if my memory, this is only if my memory serves me, but the next ride we went on was the Mummy ride. And this one was even tougher on the young one because this one is a roller coaster indoors, but also, I mean, very impressive. Oh, my friends, like this one, it is a roller coaster, but with kind of like moments like a little bit like Indiana Jones in the Disney or Pirates of the Caribbean, not so much like Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, but there are parts like that where you're like, am I on a roller coaster or a car or boat? Uh, but just a little bit too much, uh, and again, very loud. And it goes upside down, which I don't think the little one liked. And if you don't like going upside down, uh, but, 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 oh boy, Ray, Ray liked that ride. Uh, I liked it a lot. That was a good ride. Now, another thing, this, these parks here at Universal, you got to remember, is that these parks, uh, that you can't really bring any things on the ride uh, because it's, the rides go so fast. So you always have to put things into a locker. Uh, outside of the ride. So the ride, the ride is normally free. The lockers are free, but if you have a bag or a backpack, it can get irritating because you constantly have to stop and put everything in this locker. So, but, but, but they make it pretty convenient. It's just, it's just one extra thing you got to get used to doing that Ray was not used to doing. Now, not like I'm an old man with the fanny pack, uh, or a sling, but I like to have things, you know, to, to charge my phone. And with you, when you're with a young one, you like to have a bag so you could, get, you know, make sure all the needs are met. So after this, it was a little bit hard because we lost the trust of the young one because he said, well, I don't know if I like these rides anymore. I won't be going on the Mummy at Transformers ever again. So we said, okay, okay, that's, that's our bad. So then we went, uh, we said, well, there's a little E.T. ride. That should be easy on you. So we went over on E.T., which is an older ride, where you ride on a bicycle. Scooter dropped his water bottle on somebody's feet, and then he didn't know what to do. So that was awkward, because he had a giant uh, metal water bottle, a humongous water bottle. So this was early in the trip before he became a soda soda lunatic. And then he said, well, what do I need water for when I could just drink soda? So that was embarrassing, and Scooter was very stressed. But the E.T. ride is very pleasant. It's very strange, beyond strange, this ride. If you have done any sort of hallucinogens, you may have written this ride. Or if you've ridden it, it'll be... We've gone through Scooter and I and his brother... And we tried to plot it out, and it no offense to Steven Spielberg, a genius, a genius, but uh, a strange ride, very Disney-like of the Disney, they call them the dark rides, where you just ride through and you see things and they sing, 
Ian, but I said, what is this with the singing with the little ETs? The, the little ETs, why are they singing? And they, because I think we had gone to save the planet. Uh, so it was just, it did, I said, there's no singing in ET, as far as I know. Does, did ET ever sing? Where the uh, Reese's Pieces? Uh, but you do ride a bike, and then E.T. says your name at the end, and that's some older technology, but it's in, then E.T. doesn't always get it correct. I think he called uh, the young one Sabaha, Sababa, some, some such thing. He said, thank you, Ray. Like, it's more robotic than that, but it did sound like E.T. at the same time, but E.T. sounds a bit like a robot. Now, of all the things, that that ride does have a pretty good cue because you're indoors, but you're in a forest. So, uh, but there's usually not a wait for that ride anyway, which is nice. Then we didn't have to wait. Now, I believe after this, we went to see an animal show, though don't quote me, but I, I believe we went to see like a performing animal show. Scooter does not like those things. Scooter, you know, Scooter can't sit still. And, you know, he doesn't really like to laugh. And But it was one of those, you know, cute little animal shows with a lot of trained animals, very talented animals at this park. You know, they had dogs. They they had cats that performed. I, didn't, I, I couldn't believe my eyes. Many cats performing. And there was cats performing with birds. I mean, not exactly together, but on the same stage. And, of course, you got otters. I mean, give me an otter show. I love the otters. And I think they may even had a seal. I don't know what the star of the show is. Usually it's like a bird, like a two, like a, some birds and dogs, uh, the stars of those type shows. A pig. They had a couple pigs that were funny. And then they had audience participation, which is always nice. And uh, the, But then there was also advertisements, which I said, what is this? There was an advertisement for a movie in the middle of the show. And I realized it's a brand thing and all of that. But I said, well, I'm not here to watch a freaking three-minute trailer for a movie uh, that, I, that I went and saw with Scooter later. And I did not enjoy Scooter, did not like that movie either. Uh, and it's a little bit of a tie-in. Uh, but we went that now after that, and after the animal show, we went into Springfield from the movie Simpsons. They have a Springfield set up here. Now, at first, this was very hard on Scooter because right on the water, they have a bar where they serve Duff beer. And so that was very hard on Scooter. I mean, he he, uh, he was in that, he, you know, he had to, he, he had to be keep it constantly distracted and constantly drinking soda because he cannot drink the alcohol. But not as hard as not as hard. He didn't really get bummed out. But he, you know, he, and they also have Moe's Bar, so that was hard going in there. But Scooter just ran through there. He, he but then he had to, he did get in an argument in there. But, but we'll get to that. Not a big one. Uh, but so we went on a little ride where you the the aliens from Simpsons they have a little ride, and the aliens tell jokes and you kind of spin around. Uh, like on uh, like arms, like in little UFOs, and the little one in Scooter and I went on that. Now at this point, my friends, it was brutally, brutally hot there. So it was very oh boy, was it hot. And then uh, we uh, we went uh, we had lunch, and that was horrible. Uh, Scooter was that's when Scooter got in an argument. 
be, just because it was so busy and hot. And it, w- w- of all, most of this park is very, very well run. But the Simpsons, they have all these different places to eat from the show. And it's very popular. And so they try to, like, uh, to show you to your seat and you're waiting in a long line. And it's just awkward because it's like your cafeteria style. So a lot of people aren't used to, you know, just people people can be really human beings sometimes, especially at these parks and the standing or the bumping. And you say, I got a tray full of soda here. Why are you bumping into me? Or, you know, the kids are in different stages of meltdown or unsupervised running into my legs. So that was tough, but when we did get the food, it was, it was, I don't think of any, anyway, it was fun because you could order different things from the show. And this is when Scooter made his soda purchase of unbelievably, always fillable soda. And immediately he was wondering where he could, like he drank his soda before he ate his food. And then he said, I need a refill. And there wasn't a refill machine, and it was so busy. So he said to the one of the workers, where can I get my soda refilled? They said, go into Moe's Bar and tell the bartender. And Scooter made this sound, you know, because he didn't want to do that. But then he went in, and this was like a regular bar, uh, Moe's Bar, and a Moe's Tavern, whatever it is. And regular bartenders, they don't want to refill sodas that they're not going to get a tip on. So him and Scooter, they had a little bit of a thing because Scooter said, I need a refill on my soda. And they said, well, I'm going to have to charge you. And then I believe Scooter said, well, you could talk to, no, you know. And they said, well, that's not our policy. And then I think Scooter said, well, you know. And then they said, so, but the soda got filled up and Scooter was watching. So they didn't do anything to his soda. Luckily, I think that, you know, kept Scoot out of Moe's Bar forever. I mean, and also he said, you know, hopefully I don't, you know. So then we finished our eating there. Then we went on the Simpsons ride, which is a very fun ride. Holy moly. It used to be the Back to the Future ride. And then it became uh, the Simpsons ride. And it's it's an older ride, so the, the graphics are a little bit older. And it's a giant motion projector. So you sit in a car. And then it's a big projection on the screen, a huge screen. Uh, but very, very funny, very fun ride. Oh, what a fun ride. And very funny Simpsons jokes while you're waiting in line. And Sideshow Bob, and, you know, everybody's favorite uh, protagonist, uh, antagonist from Simpsons and Homer. And there was smells, and it, it was a good, good, we, I don't know how many times we've been on that ride, but then we had won the young one back because now she had had E.T. and then the Simpsons ride and the little spinning ride. So, And we may have gone on that thing twice in a row. And then we went on uh, Men in Black, which is a ride where you go, and uh, that was very much like a typical Disney ride where you're shooting at the aliens from Men in Black. Uh, like a like a shooting arcade back in the old days, or an arcade game, a video game, console game, I believe we would call it now. But you're in a car, it's a dark ride, as they call it, when you're driving around a metropolis, whichever, I don't know if it was New York City or Los Angeles. I guess it was New York City because they had the... Uh, 
uh, flushing meta. But anyway, you go through and you're supposed to save the day and you're keeping score. And Scooter and his daughter are very competitive people. So then they were trying. Now, Scooter, he won every time. He He's very good at uh, 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 pretending to shoot aliens. Uh, so aliens out there, don't bother Scooter. And that ride is fun because you have... Uh, Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones and Rip Torn, the voice of Rip Torn's always nice to hear. And so we went on that ride, and then, my friends, it was time to walk over towards Harry Potter Land. Now, there's two Harry Potter Lands in this park. Oh, I should say the Universal, because there's two Universal Parks, Universal Studios, which is the park we were in, and then uh, Mons- uh, what is it called, uh, Islands of Adventure which is next door. And so in uh, Universal Studios, they have London, Harry Potter, London. And then the uh, Universal Adventure, they have uh, uh, Hogwarts. Uh, But you can buy a ticket and you can take a train, the Hogwarts Express, of course, between the two places. But they also have the exterior of London. So we walked over there. They have the night bus. The night, now I don't, and my friends, I haven't read any of these Harry Potter books or movies. But this little one, she was so excited. It was a joy. So she said, couldn't believe that the night bus was there. And then we met the night bus driver, and he was very funny. And pictures were taken with the night bus driver, and it's a London waterfront. And so many details. There's this giant fountain and these giant lamp posts with the sort of carvings and decorations and things. Uh, there's a red phone booth, which you could call and find out secrets about the night bus and things. That was fun. Oh, there's a night bus even had like an animatronic uh, little thing on the bus that was talking to the night bus driver. That was funny. And I think it was even inactive, like the audio animatronic thing must have had a camera somewhere so they could make fun of, like, uh, talk to the people. So that was very nice. You can't, can't go on the night bus, but you could look at it and take your picture there. And then you go in the phone booth and also outside, I don't know the, Do- I think Dobby's the name of the character or something but you yell up to a window because there's these like London brownstone type buildings. And then I don't know if it's Charing Cross Station or what. Uh, that's the exterior to go into London. So you can't even see into this Harry Potter land. It's very cool. Uh, but she called up to Dobby a Snobby or something. And then it opens the windows and it looks out at you. And everyone was delighted, and then she was a little afraid to knock on a door. Then we knocked on the door, but nothing happened. Scooter, at this point, needed to go get soda two more times, run to machines to get soda. And then, believe it or not, Scooter, at some point, Scooter had to go back to the hotel to uh, to, to work on the podcast, which uh, we, we, we'll get to here. But we'll get into little Harry Potter. So we then we made our way. Now, I was waiting to hear, I'd heard there was some sort of walking through a wall delusion, so I was thinking it was there, but I think you just walk around some corners, and then you come out, and it is so impressive. My friends, this place is, uh, you, you do gasp, literally you gasp when you walk in here. 
Like, as you're already in this manufactured theme park world, but then you go through here and your senses are cut off and you're in this uh, uh, Harry, Potter, Harry Potter version of London, as they say. That was my, my oh, my friends, that was my little Harry Potter. But you see, you see this uh, Gringotts Bank with this giant uh, lizard on top of it. And there's just shops. It is so detailed, my friends. At one point, we will go through the details because I'm just going to give you a little overview here. But you look down and up the, up the street is the Gringotts Bank. Then the Weasley shop is right there. And I couldn't even believe just the one shop. It's like a three-story shop. There's like a giant uh, three-story figure uh, coming through the roof and tipping its hat or some such thing. And every window is decorated and they have jokes and different like things you could purchase or imaginary things from the movie. And, oh, the kids, as soon as they see it, they are shaking. Oh, holy, and they go in. She went into the Weasley shop and shopping around. And then there's a couple of the shops near Weasley's. I don't know what, what else. The, I mean, I see there was shops for everything. You just, just like the movie. I mean, you're pretending you're shopping for your cauldrons and your broomsticks and your robes. I think there might have been a robe shop. And then across the street from the Weasleys was a restaurant we would eventually eat at. I don't know if it's three broomsticks or the other one. Uh, but also to the right is another area, which we did not go in this time. But I think where you could get some butter beer, you could get the, that's where they have the shows. And it's nicely over, covered over. There's like enclosed train tracks running above you. And I don't even know if there's a real train in there, but every once in a while you'd hear train sounds. So that was very impressive, too. I'd say, well, hello, like uh, like, like you could hear a train coming. But I, I said to myself, is that a real train or just a train sound? I don't know, my friends. Uh, but then you could walk down the street and there's there's just different things from the movies. You could, you, and like Scooter had said, you could just spend so much money like... Uh, but in a joyful way, it's like spilling out of you. Now, of course, his little one wanted to go to the wizard, the wand shop, and I guess they have a wand shop show. So we, she wanted to get Hermione Granger's wand, Hermione Granger. And first we went in the shop, but then Scooter actually asked a question to someone standing. He said, where's the shop? Where? And she said, if you come right in here, you're just in time for the the wand show. And then you go in and you're immersed in a world, my friends, where you're pretending you're in the back of the wand shop and you're having a consultation. And all the people that are working there, very even the ones that aren't characters, are characters, and they're really helping you get ready for the show. So she was kind of like, there's all these wand uh, things and there's magical things for you to look at, little uh, animatronic things. I think there was like one where wand accidentally, like there was brooms cleaning a room out of control, but you can't quote me on that. But then you go into a room where you meet with a woman. I think the wand, the the, the queen of the wands or some such thing. I'm sorry, but like the she's in charge of the wands. 
And now every kid can't do this, so it's a little bit disappointing, but at the same time, it's magical. They pick one child. I don't know if it's at random, but she picked a young man, and she said, come over here, what's your name? And then the, the a wand chooses. She tries to pick out the perfect wand for the boy. And there's all sorts of magic happening in this room. Like It's literally like you're meeting in a wand consulting room. I've never been in one of these things, but it was exciting. And so you're meeting and you're finding out, and, and the boy, you know, they have a couple fake outs, and then they say, well, this is the wand for you, young man. It's got, you know, a little bit of ash and, you know, the tail of, a, you know, what a bezel bub or some such thing in there. And, you know, they save the day, and then everyone claps and cheers, and the kids are a little bit sad they didn't get picked, but what are you going to do? Uh, then we bought Hermione Granger. We I almost did another London. Uh, we bought Hermione Granger's wand, and they give you a map, and they have all sorts of interactive things all around the park there for you to interact with. So you can so you do the wing uh, wand in front of a window, and then a certain thing happens and it reveals, and it's all so much fun. Oh boy. Now, also, like I said, my friends, on top of this building is this uh, lizard. I think I can't remember what it's called. It's from one of the movies. Uh, and it breathes fire, like literally breathes fire every certain number of minutes. Uh, it does like this thing, and it sounds like it's going to sneeze, and then it breathes with fire. It's all safe, but you can actually feel the heat, and it's very cool. So then we were running around with the little one with a wand, and Scooter said, well, I got to go back. I got to take a call for the podcast, and then I got to get an episode released. And, you know, of course, we didn't want to do anything without Scooter. So as soon as he left, we bought ice cream at the Floaterine's Fortuitous uh, Ice Cream Parlor. And they had this, oh, no, 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 we we, we got Butterbeer. And is it Butterbeer's N-A, no, no alcohol in the Butterbeer. But we got some butterbeer, and it was delicious, frozen butterbeer. And, uh, and then we, we was, for the next time, we were saving the uh, Nocturne Alley and then the uh, ride on Gringotts Bank and then the ride to the other park. And then I think we ate at the restaurant. So we'll talk about that another time. But uh, so we drank the butterbeer, and then we made our way back through the park, and it was brutal. Now, at this point, it was raining, or getting ready to rain, and thunder as it does in Orlando. So we made our way slowly, drinking a butterbeer, and uh, the little one, and, 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 uh, and we went to see Shrek 4D, which was interesting and funny movie, Mike Myers, and... Uh, Eddie Murphy and uh, an older 3D movie, but still very funny, very good movie. And then we exited the park, and it was raining, but or it was getting ready to rain. And this was one of these great moments for me because I got to walk back to the hotel. Now, the little one and her mother, they took a boat back. But I said, I think I'll walk, and you walk along the canal, and there's all these trees and it's landscaped, and you pass the, the one hotel, the Hard Rock Hotel. I had meant to go in there, but I just did not, did not have the time or the energy. And then Scooter texted me that he had had a hotel. And uh, 
We went back. Then there's a butterfly garden there by the Hard Rock Hotel that I walked in. There were some butterflies in there. And there's people walking. And you might say, Ray, haven't you walked enough? And then the boats were going by. And, oh, like just sitting, I like you know, I sat on a bench for a little while. I listened to the sounds of other people being happy. Oh, that makes me happy, my friends. Just like, like here talking and knowing some of you are listening and smiling along and many, many more of you are just resting with uh, visions of uh, uh, butterbeer running through your head. Um, with, with me and my, my, my handkerchief in my pocket, wiping the sweat from my brow and saying things like Harry Potter, Harry Potter. But so then I walked in, and then after the butterfly garden, there was a little bit of walk, a little bit too much exposed to the sun. Then you go under a bridge. So I said, well, you need to grow some trees here. And then you head back, and it looks like a little harbor where this hotel was, you know, with a little bit of... Uh, a little bit like a harbor, and then the rain and the thunder came, and it started pouring, so that was exciting. But then Scooter had already got into the room, and then he was saying he was going to get on the phone, and then it was time for a nap for everybody. My friends, oh, did we get back? We said, well, well, Scooter, everyone went to the hotel room. I was talking to, to this person that was riding, driving the boat. You know, I said, wow, this boat... Is it, uh, is this all it's cracked up to be or what? And she said, well, it's, it's not bad driving the boat, but it's not great either. And I said, wow, hey. And then I went and got myself another ice cream. There was a gelato shop there. And I went and got gelato. I said, well, and then I said, well, I, I asked the boat driver. I said, what did you do? Do you ever have a gelato, uh, and she said, I prefer pistachio gelato. So I brought her a little surprise gelato. And, you know, Ray made, I made a friend for life, I believe. You put a little pistachio gelato. And I never, I, well, I did have a taste of that. It was, it, it, I, I never, I was like, I never had a taste for pistachio gelato. What, what do you love about it? And then she said, well, I'm, you know, I've got one more boat trip. Why don't you come along? And then we went, you know, I went on the boat with her. And again, I just soaked in all the other people that were going, heading back to the park, heading home from the park, and people were soaking wet. And eventually, you know, I got back. I, I met up with Scooter later, you know, after I, me, my, my friend and I, you know, we did that. And it was a wonderful afternoon. And that was so that was our first dose of Harry Potter and the Universal Parks. And then, uh, you know, the next time, my friends, I'll catch you up on the next part of the little trip I had with little Scooter, little Andy. Oh, but it's so good to be back here with you. Thank you, my friends. Thank you for listening to the pod boy. Thank you to all of you who spread the word or try to support him and help him do the show. And you know, thank you, my friends. Oh, my friends, good night. I'll talk to you soon.